What's up, world? It's Katrina. And Marlena. And this is Excess Baggage. The podcast where two friends in their 30s unpack all of life's baggage. This episode, we will be unpacking gender roles. Okay, let's start the show. Hello, hello, hello. Well, that was more friendly. <laughs> we working yeah. on it. Gotta fake it till you make it. Back to my... I know, I know. I'm getting it. One day, we'll... Yeah, one we'll day. I am. We all have some audio see. sounds. We are. We are. And it'll be very subtle, but it'll, it's coming. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, what is your baggage today? Um, I guess I've been, get, I don't know. Let's back up, back up, back up. Let's <laughs> start over. What is my baggage? I guess I've been doing these, uh, I am affirmations and statements that, you know, every day for like the last couple of weeks. And, uh, one came up that really kind of, you know, something like you feel like you just got shanked. I mean, I've never been shanked. I don't know what that feels like, but like, yeah, you, what, like, like a sharp pain, maybe cramps, you know, like okay. a, you, comes that, out of nowhere and you're like, in my brain. Okay. okay, okay. Well, that's what I imagine a, sh- a shanking would be like, like mad cramps, but like worse because you're like bleeding out of your side. Right. So, well, anyhow, I digress. I, <laughs> one hit me when it came up on my screen. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it said, I'm brave enough to start over when necessary. Mm. And that was... uh, Brave enough to start over when necessary. Yes. I like that. I like it a lot, but it also just... I I know why it hit me, but it, it definitely was one of those things. Like, I mean, of course. But at the same time, I know there's been so many times when I haven't been brave enough mm-hmm. to and I've stayed and I've stayed and I've stayed and I you know based a lot of things off of history and you know things feeling good and mm. not even or not even necessarily feeling good but um comfortable yeah Just being right. comfortable being and so I, afraid to step into the uncertainty exactly and so I'm full throttle stepping into zones that I don't feel comfortable in uh Mm. but I am trying I'm trying so I'm you know more power to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I think that the baggage is also just that pitfall that you're like man I'm there but am I there Mm, right you know, there's always like a measuring stick. You you want to kind of take your temperature to see how you're feeling. And, you know, do you feel like you took two steps backwards, two steps forwards? Like where, where do you feel like you're in your process? And uh, I'll say, you know, every day changes. You know, there's sure. some days that feel really, really, I feel super powerful and really focused and really, you know, into, you know, just moving forward and trying to figure out or unlock what the next key is for me. And uh, yeah. And then there's other days that are shitty. So I just know <laughs> that there's a, there's a balance there and I'm just trying to make sure it stays balanced and not necessarily tip to one side too long. 
Okay. Good for you. So that's where it is. I just booked a part of my trip, which uh, took me a while to do because I just wasn't pulling the trigger. I didn't want to go alone. I still don't really want to go alone. But, you know, I'm also just saying like, hey, like this isn't always going to be like this. And you should take the opportunity while it's in front of you. So Mm. I'm just going to step into it like that and just realize like even in certain just you know, vulnerable, vulnerable moments when I'm thinking like, this is so ridiculous that, you know, I'm going on this, you know, adventure and I can't get one person to commit, you know, that has always been, uh, it was, I don't want to say it's stifling, but it's definitely something that makes you think about your circle. It makes it makes you think about that everyone's at different levels and so i definitely have more of a a flexibility and you know i am still you know without a family quite i don't not yet so it's kind of like i have that you know i get accessibility yeah and i get to do what i want so i'm really going to try my best to look at it as a blessing and not necessarily what the lack they're mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So that's and where it could be great. There could be some wonderful things that might come from it for you. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Um but the but the but the uh the invite's still open though. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I'm still saying it. It's still open. The, the the rates are not that insane, you guys. You know, it's like, you know if anybody wanna go. Anybody wanna go. Not just anybody. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna vet. You know, I <laughs> definitely don't wanna be stuck in another country just with anybody. You know, right. it has to be someone that I know. It's like, okay, we're gonna have a good time. Right. And, you know, one of the weeks I'll be already busy doing something else. So it's like it's only one week really I'm looking for. So um with with the travel partner. So, you know, shout out to that. You know, we'll see what happens. Okay. <laughs> but what about you? What's your baggage? Um, I don't know if I've mentioned this before. I'm sure I have. I'm sure it was months ago, which means many episodes ago now. Uh I have been <laughs> I have just finished my taxes and wait, I think you did tell me that you were like, yeah, I'm doing my taxes. And then I never heard nothing about it again. So yeah, I just got finished. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In my defense, (laughs) it was my first year. Last year was my first year as a corporation rather than a sole proprietor. I didn't know anything about how the taxes work for corporations. I also have a very particular type of corporation that operates a little bit differently. And I had been searching for somebody to do my taxes probably since about like September, October of the prior year and was struggling to find somebody who could do the type of taxes I needed done. And then when I was looking for people... The numbers were all over the place. Like one place like quoted me like $2,000 to do my taxes. Um, Hell no. I would have came over with a book and said. I was like, do y'all realize like for a small business, like this is not like a large corporation here. Like we making pennies over here. (laughs) Like who who do you think I am? No, not for no two Uh, grand. 
I think I think it was two grand. It might have even been more than that. For some reason, three grand is standing up to me. And then other people like were saying like five hundred dollars, and I was like, that sounds more reasonable. I could definitely do that. And people were ghosting me and not responding and just all kinds of stuff. And so finally found someone first quarter towards the end of first quarter of this year. Finally got. All the stuff together, I had not been taking care of my books in the way that I needed to be because I've been doing all kinds of other stuff. Um, So they had to clean up my books for last year. They had to like really categorize everything. They helped me get everything together, really figure out what things I can write off and not and all of that kind of stuff. So finally got that taken care of. And it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Once they looked at everything and, you know, all of that, we're okay. So I paid my first estimate for this year, which I'm obviously already behind on. Um, But I paid the first one and, you know, we set up the dates for the other one. So I feel like this is baggage in the sense that, like, this is taking a while. I'm very behind all of those things. But it also feels like baggage that maybe I'm releasing, which is nice. It's nice to be done with it. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to say like, okay, finally got that off my back because I don't need the IRS coming to call me for nothing. And we make so so little money comparatively that like, I don't think they're going to be calling me, but I just don't want no problem. So, uh, does anyone not with the not with the IRS <laughs> girl some people don't care Katrina was nervous <laughs> so I feel like I can release some of that nervousness I feel more confident about next what this year's taxes are gonna look like next year's tax season um and I've been talking to my accountant because I have an accountant now I'm talking to my accountant about you know budgeting in the business, setting aside money for retirement, because I haven't been able to do that the entire time that I've been on my own, which is mm, five years now, going on five years, uh, four years, something like that. So talking about retirement, all of these things, all of these big girl adult things that at the age of 30, I definitely should have been thinking about and doing that I haven't been able to because you know, your girl was living off of her savings for a little bit. So that's where we're at. We are clearing out some space in the financial realm, catching up a little bit, starting to put some money into my savings again, starting to put some money into retirement and getting these taxes together so that next year can look really good. I know, man. I don't even want to talk about it. No, no. I, I've been getting getting it together, though. I've, I have my goals. So it's always nice to check off certain things that you've been waiting and waiting. And then you feel like, okay, no, I need to really do this or it's going to drive me crazy, uh, which sucks. Like nobody, wants, <laughs> nobody wants that. So, um, yeah, I'm glad you got it done. Thank you. It was rough. So today we're going to be talking about gender roles. Yeah. Y'all can clearly see how Marlena feels about that topic. I mean, I don't know. The only thing I would say, I guess, for me, I like talking about gender roles uh, as in there, you know, there are there are roles. And I definitely don't want people to think that there aren't. But I also want them to be free to, like, not subscribe to. Right. So, but like. 
I don't know. I guess when we were talking off air and we were talking about T.D. Jakes and that video we saw and they were talking about, you know. He said a lot of things. He said a lot of things about men men and women, but it was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, if you have not seen the video, T.D. Jakes is talking as he does, um, preaching maybe. I guess that's what they call it, but was talking about Adam and Eve and how sin came about basically because Adam broke the code and was receiving from Eve, his wife, rather than giving. And there's this whole narrative around how men are not supposed to receive from women. That's not what they're set up for. They're supposed to be the givers. They're supposed to pour into them, all of this, which turned into this statement around how we are raising women to be men and we're glorifying them for not being feminine, but for being all the things that he said that basically equal out to masculinity and aggression. Um, I didn't know money meant masculinity because I thought we all had to live. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I don't really know how that equates to, I guess the example he said, what, uh, about giving, if you have to go and ask your wife for lunch money, it, it, uh, emasculates you. And and for me, I'm like, well, on the flip side of that, do you think that women want to ask? Right. We now. I'm not going to say be we don't. Okay with asking. Exactly. Is and what he's saying. And nine times out of ten, I'm not. So because I don't know. It is our job to receive. But what are we talking about? Like I don't know what we're talking about. Right. I think and relationships are set up the way that they're set up. I don't know if it's based off of, you know. Adam and Eve back in the day. I don't. I don't know if there's. I, <laughs> I, don't I just think anything don't, is set up based off of Adam. I, and Eve I know, but I'm saying I just don't get why how that equates to all of masculinity and femininity. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't either, and I don't think that it does. Um. So there's a couple statements he made in there that were really interesting to me. This idea of, he said, until you create a need I can pour into, I have no place in your life. And I was like, that's really interesting. So until there's something that you can do for me, then, and what he's speaking about is very like breadwinner kind of stuff. Until there's something, until I create a need, not even just have one, but until I create a need that this man, a man can pour into then that man has no place in my life, which I think that's ridiculous. And then the other statement was women have become this way where we started focusing on our jobs and not focusing on so much being homemakers because we've been hurt by men. <sighs> I Pregnant <laughs> silence. <laughs> like, I'm like... I'm really trying to think about it, though. I really, I'm trying to make sure that I, <laughs> I say what I mean and mean what I say. Uh, that's I'm just flabbergasted by <laughs> by this. I am. I um. I will say this: when I was a kid, and I saw the way that my grandfather provided for his family, I definitely saw that as a role model. But I sure. never looked at him differently when the roles were reversed. I didn't, th- you know what I mean? Meaning, I there was a time when things shifted and. More of the, you know, money may have been coming from my grandmother. Right. But I never looked at him as in like, oh, he's no longer a man because of this. Like, 
that things shift in relationships and right isn't that the reality that sometimes things are going to shift and somebody else is going to have to take on the responsibility yes even that reasonable that's like with that joke uh, he wasn't joking but like chris rock one time said that uh like about the tambourine like in a relationship like some you have to play the role that the basically play the hand as dealt Right. And sometimes someone has to be a cheerleader and then sometimes someone is the lead. And I don't think right. it has to be one or the other. Those and things sometimes shift. it's gotta be both of us doing all the same shit because <laughs> it's hard out here. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I also think he's of course speaking from a place of privilege. I mean, he's oh, very yes. wealthy. Um, and I get his I get his teachings and where it's coming from, but I also think that we as a people have evolved so much that it's very narrow-minded to still be saying things like this to me. Right, and potentially incredibly outdated, like just not at all a part of what our society looks like in this moment and therefore not realistic, which, yeah. Is a problem in itself. (laughs) Right, right, right. So... Here's the question or the thought that I had and the thing that came up for me in listening to that, especially witnessing a Black man say all of these things. I was thinking about it and I was like, have these gender roles that he's acknowledging ever made sense for Black people in Black relationships in America? And when I think about Black people... They were necessary. No, no. Listen, though, when I think about Black people in America, when we talk about slavery, when we talk about post-slavery and how we started coming into the workforce when we were actually able to have, like, jobs and get paid, um, the ability to sustain a household on one income was non-existent for a lot of Black folks because they didn't make any money. Still is. Right. And then we look at slavery in and of itself, where men were literally ripped from families, women ripped from families, like for all the reasons. There was no like sustaining households and things of that nature. Like you leaned on whoever was around, right? And then going on to look at, (laughs) you know, the, our issues in our communities with racism and oppression and all the all the things, all the drug wars and all those things that have pushed the men out of the home, welfare and whatever those dumb laws were back in the day. You couldn't have a man in the home and then locking up black men. Like, have these roles ever made sense for black people? Like, that sounds like a really ridiculous standard to be trying to reach to in a society that has not allowed that to be the case. We have not been allowed to be in relationship with each other in that way. Most Black folks, maybe not most, I don't know what the numbers look like in this moment, but a lot of Black folks don't live in abundance in that way when it comes to income. No, they don't. So there's No, they they don't. But I think that, well, that's it. I just thought about the the 50s and I thought about that era and how like women were like the homemakers and they stayed, stayed home and, you know, it was very like, you know, they go to work, whatever, or they don't go to work, but the, the husband, the goes, husband to work, goes to work, comes back and whatnot. And then I thought about it. A lot of the nannies back then were black. Mm-hmm. So they had in-house so the in house help. 
right. right in order for them to even do anything. And the black women were the nannies. They were working. Yeah. They weren't staying home just being homemakers. They were being homemakers for this white lady. Yeah. And her family. Yeah. So to even be spewing this logic that he has to black folks is concerning to me. Like, is this even realistic depending on your, obviously your social economic status, but your, your status in this world and what has been happening in our community for centuries? This is I, like, this is, I don't know that this is realistic. I don't know that this makes sense. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. And I are mean, we doing it because we are, we've been, now don't get me wrong. There are women out here who have been severely hurt in many ways by men and decided that they were just going to go out and do their own thing and make sure that they're good. Absolutely. That does happen. But I don't know that that is the bulk of women. No, it's I, I I think most of us are out here just trying to survive. If you are a black woman, especially dating black men, the availability of black men is lower. So what are we supposed to do? Just sit around and wait for a man to come save us? Like <laughs> that's what's my th- and then that's the other thing. My okay, growing up, I, I don't think I was raised to be like a man. I don't think about that at all. Uh I think it was very balanced messaging because or at least to me it felt more balanced because my grandmother did sort of retire and stop stop working and you know move into more of like i'm at home i take care of the household and everything although she was doing that already but you know she moved more into that role and i think for her it was like a not even a control thing but she felt there was a part of it where you know although the money was coming in i'm sure that she would have felt, I don't know, there's two things to it. Cause if, if, if everything would have went right, you know, like, like in, in all relationships, you know, things what people fight about the most is money anyway. And so if everything would have went right, I'm sure something, you know, in relationship, um, you know, there would be no issue, meaning there would be no issue. But if something goes wrong and you feel like that, I gave a sense of all of my control to this person and I didn't do anything or I didn't feel like I was prepared when, you know, time changed. Right. Right. I could see how someone would blame themselves. And so I felt like my conditioning a lot as a, a child or as I was being raised was always like, Oh, you know, you learn about money, learn about this, you know, try to, you know, make sure that, you know, you can take care of yourself at the end of the day. Right. Uh, on one end from that. And then on the other end, I'm just hearing men always complain about gold diggers and saying there's all these women out here to like get their money. And I'm like, who? I'm not saying that that doesn't happen. I right. know that it Absolutely. does. I know that it does. But at the same time, that cannot be. I, I, I just don't think the percentages is, is is as high as they could claim. Right. I think I I think we are focusing on the the lower common denominator. We could be completely wrong. The whole world might be upside down. That's from true. What we think it is. No, but for sure. Just I just that make that's really hard for me to believe that that is what is happening the bulk of the time. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just wish <laughs> I just wish that everybody would just. Calm down, man. Just calm <laughs> down. Out. We both, as people, men and women, have a masculine side and a feminine side. Yes. Okay. 
So I don't see why we can't pick and choose when to tap into those things Each and not those, right, right, and not make it a like set tripping, you know, bloods versus <laughs> crips. You know what I'm saying? Like it just seems like it's always, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's like a chaotic thing about yeah. like. Oh, we're raising women to be men. And I was just like, I don't think so, dog. Like, no one right. can afford to buy anything that is making over a certain amount of money. And right. if we are, and and then you get talked about if you are on food stamps. If you do get a, <laughs> right. a EBT card, you get talked about for using right. government assistance. Exactly. Point. So it's like, stop it. It's just, no, I, I have seen, I get it when they're talking about women, you know, I've seen, I've seen things that I, I completely get, you know, kind of, uh, someone opens a door for you. I've seen a, someone open a door for you or, you know, grab your luggage or something and say, Oh, do you need help to put this up there or whatever? And, and, you know, a woman's reaction where it is, is hyper. It, now that to me would be hyper masculine where they're making it, um, a, a thing, problem. Yeah. making it a problem. Like, okay, if someone opened the door for me, I'm like, you don't need to open the door for me. I don't need you for that. You know? And for me, it's like, why do we need to, like, to me, that's somebody that is hurt and has their own trauma that they need to deal right. with. That has nothing to do to me with the, with the typical, I want to say typical, but average, <laughs> the right. average human being that's trying to like figure things out and just be, I don't really right. think that they're trying to beef with the other side. I just no. don't. No. I don't, I don't. I don't no, not at all. Uh, what I would beef with you on more of anything is how you approach women right. and being and recognizing that women, we do have our guard up nine times out of ten for obvious reasons. I mean, the because numbers we don't have lie. Been harmed. <laughs> yeah, the numbers don't lie on rape, on uh being you know, harassed, physically assaulted and yes. killed. Those numbers don't lie. And normally it is coming from the man side. Sorry. I mean, that that's just, it's, it's There's true. No need to apologize for that. That is what's happening <laughs> in our So society. I can get that. Like if somebody's jumpy, a little whatever, but just like I said, like the typical person, like I just don't like if a guy asked me like, Hey, um, you know, I got your bag. Oh, do you need help? Yeah, sure. Shit, yeah, take a load off. Handle I, that, please. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. You know what? <laughs> that's the told. nicest thing somebody said to me all day. Right. <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't want to be doing it myself any damn way. I just like, like come what? on, man. Like, it's just, I just feel like there should, like I said, it just shouldn't be no set tripping. This isn't right. no territory. <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to be a man. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to be me. You know, when it, when, and I'll be honest, there are certain things that I'm just like, yeah, like, I don't want to put together a table. Right. I don't want to, you know, not that I can't. I right. just don't want to. So right. if someone volunteers, okay. I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's one, le one less thing I have to do. And, and to me, vice versa, I'm sure there's plenty of things that men do are doing that they're not. I want to see that they're not good at, but something that is just like, no, that would help me. They just me. don't want to. They would love to just take it off their plate. Exactly. And across the board, it would be nice if somebody would come in and do that for them. True. Right? That's all I'm saying. <sighs> so, of course, the mental health professional in me is also like, how does this impact our mental health and our ability to be in loving, caring relationships with each other? 
when we, and obviously I don't think a lot of us are doing this, but saying, we are being <laughs> fed this narrative that men aren't good for anything but to provide. Like, is that all that men are good for? Like, is it ridiculous to think that maybe I also want like nurturing and caring from a man? That I want him to like be able to show up for me mentally and emotionally. And that I also want him to allow me to show up for him. That I want him to allow me to give to him but so it's that he all can receive. But and it's so that I can clouded. take care of him in a certain way. And like, what? But it's all cloudy is what I'm saying. It's all cloudy because they're still living in this world where it's not acceptable for them to be vulnerable. So there's I know. Stuck. And that's the part that I'm like, that's like this. This video, that whole video and so many others like it is the problem is part of the problem, not the, the, the only problem because it's, it's only reflecting what's happening in society, but that is a part of the problem. Like, how does this impact men's mental health <laughs> when they don't feel like they are allowed to be vulnerable and to show up and to, not be able to provide all the time to have to ask for lunch money from their wife or their girlfriend or whatever sometimes and like be in relationship where they can also have their needs met and not have to just always be providing like that sounds exhausting that sounds hard and living in LA <laughs> I, I, good luck I girl good luck men, so good luck black man living in LA like how is he managing this? I don't know if he is. I don't know if he can be. And this is why every time I'm asked, I always say the same thing. It's not about me marrying someone black, white, Puerto Rican. It doesn't matter to me as long as they are they going to be able to do those said things that you just said. And also, if they aren't black, complete ally. Like, you right. know, and so there has to be, obviously there's a cat, not, I want to say a catch 20, but there's an, uh, amendum, uh, uh, you know, addendum, like yeah. the addendum to their acceptance into the fold. But I just feel like, I don't know, like you said in LA, no, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak to that. The bulk of black men are not doing that. Not, not for, not for a two person, two adult household. Plus, if you want to add children into the mix or whatever, like that's not happening. And they shouldn't feel bad for that. <laughs> like, no, but they're, I don't know. I have my thoughts. I feel like everyone's been black uh, to me, black women. Uh, I know that we're the shit, sure. but I don't know if. Our marketing, if everything that our consumerism, everything that's po it's uh pumping into everybody's veins every day, it's all about the exotic look and the fake look and this type of look. And for me, I feel like that's what they're chasing a lot of a lot of the time. So it's like, okay, well, and then there's the okay, I'm chasing this type of said person, and this said person is doing this, and these are the only types of people I have been surrounding myself with. So that must mean that it's you know, women only want me for my money, or women only want me for you know whatever. I don't, I don't know. I guess you're, I wouldn't even say, well, some of them, I guess they're getting trapped with babies and stuff like that. So child support, but that seems like a fairly far-fetched thing to get stuck with somebody's baby for 18 years just to say, oh, he took care of me. And 
I'm sure somebody and it happens. Doing it. No, no, no. And it happens. I'm just saying and that seems like a lot. lower common do- denominator. Like most of us are not out here doing that. Not when black women are the most educated gender in our race and the most educated, I think, overall, black women are the most educated. And that's Those not the even numbers the last time I saw them. That was a while ago. But like and and that's not even saying a college degree either. No, <laughs> we're just educated. We are the most educated across the board. Do you really think that we got to be this educated just waiting on a man to come and pay our bills and things of that nature? Like, and are we really out here <laughs> chasing behind men trying to be like men and trying to catch him up on stuff? No, like not a, none of this is happening. <laughs> not for the bulk of us. Like that's just not reality. But, you know, whatever works, whatever works. I just hope that we can come to a place in our community, first and foremost, but in the world where y'all just do do what works for you. Do what feels comfortable for you and your relationship. Like Marlena said, sometimes things change. We don't live in a world where most people (laughs) can live off of one income anymore where we have to be able to give and receive. And truth be told, that is way, way, way more healthy to be able to give and receive, be in the masculine and the femininity in different parts of your relationship. So do what works for y'all. Because if that works for y'all, fine. But like, let's be really honest about what this narrative is and how, how and if it's even serving us, especially as Black folks. It's not. <laughs> Marlena says it's not. It's not. I really don't think it is. Um, I don't think so either. But, you know, there might be serving some people. It might. um, It's serving T.G. Jakes, clearly. I do wish that, like I said, I wish we could switch in and out of of them. And that, you know, if anything, it's a... Not only is it a, a family for family sakes, but uh, community. Just community yeah. because that's... It's just a toxic level of immaturity really because at the end of the day like we're all you know trying to be our best selves and so there to me it's um it can become lazy in relationships <laughs> to even think that like you know it's, it's just like to even think that one one role like and like i said unless you guys have decided that as a as a a joint situation because i don't think it, it makes sense it shouldn't for re- y'all exactly i just don't i mean i've given examples where you right. know like the old-fashioned i'm just gonna wait if i'm hungry you know i'm just gonna wait here until my wife comes and she's gonna cook for me and i always thought that was a little strange mm-hmm. because if i'm hungry i'm going, I'm to, going eat to eat because yes. we're all adults mm-hmm so again, unless it's listen, set up that way, as in, listen, you Katrina know can't have no man that don't want to cook ever. <laughs> and, I'm not even, and I don't even love cooking, but if it was set up that way, and there's something different, want me to just be the homemaker? I might be somebody that be down with that could be down with that, and I would make. I done, I done built a whole business. We ain't taking this shit under just because. <laughs> You want to boost your ego, sir. I'm sorry. It ain't happening. You got the wrong one. 
And I don't want one that's not going to show up for me mentally and emotionally. And I don't want one business. I want multiple businesses, okay? That That means a family business. That means that you're going to take on some shit and I'm going to take on some shit. We're going to take on some shit. You know what? And as soon as these kids is old enough, they're going to be taking on some shit. (laughs) Because that's the way... Of the that not even though that's the nature of the game, that is the game. That's life. That is life. <laughs> it is what it is. Mm. And stop equating this stuff to like sexual favors too. Mm. I don't like. Don't that. even get started on that. I don't like oh, that either. Because mm. yeah. no one, you know. Oh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. At the end of the day, y'all do what feels comfortable for y'all relationships, but. Be really honest with yourself about why you feel like this is a man's role and this is a woman's role and this is what it is. And that whole narrative obviously is T.D. Jakes and church and all of that. That whole narrative just completely leaves out gay relationships, lesbian relationships, poly relationships, like all all the other non-binary folks. It leaves out so many people. But, you know, we go, we're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch you know, the fact that all of these things are also happening in society. And therefore, this is not realistic. <laughs> oh, and I forgot to bring up that. Th- oh, I forgot to bring up the fact that I saw a post that was <laughs> just a group of people. And I'm telling you, the funniest things you see on online. But there was this whole thing about this young man was sitting on the cover of something. I don't know mm. who it was. I don't know what they were promoting or what it was specifically for but he was wearing a skirt but it was like a black like a dark skirt it wasn't like i don't know what you would say traditionally is feminine like i i wouldn't wear it i wouldn't wear that as a woman i wouldn't wear that but he was wearing it or whatever and then people were just like oh it's an agenda man that's the agenda right there you guys better wake up everybody wake up And I'm going, majority of all of our messaging and things we have seen have been uh, tailored and geared towards heterosexual people. Not majority all. Well, I'm saying, no, I wouldn't say all, not now. I'm talking about majority. I would say majority. Yeah, in the coming years, like the years is probably going to get worse, as they're saying. And I put that in quotation, worse. Right. But, (laughs) you know, the way that they're like, all thinking like this is going to turn these people gay by seeing other people. And it's like, no, this is going to open their eyes to know that there are other people. So they don't offend people. And, and, and they yeah. are able to to understand that there aren't just traditional roles, yeah. you know, and, it, and, and I don't think and that. Yeah, that stretches further into a conversation around sexuality. And exactly. Which is totally This whole quote unquote (laughs) idea of the gay agenda like that. Yeah. Um, It's a mess. (laughs) It is a mess. um, Yeah, I just thought it was interesting to see all the people in the comments and they were all just like, yes, watch out, man. Watch out. And I was just, I'm just like, I don't know, man. When I was young, I saw, I'm sure I've seen, you know, I'm, I'm a thousand percent sure I've seen women kiss and I've seen all kinds of stuff that didn't, I didn't wake up. It was like, you know what? You know what I think is going to be cool? If I do that. But maybe it inspires somebody else. You know what I mean? It's not for me. Whoever it's for, it's it's for. And it's not for me. And I'm okay with that. Because I know what's mine. Yeah. And as long as I'm in a a place 
or a household that's accepting, it wouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Obviously, obviously I do. I personally do feel like age is, 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 can be a questionable thing because I feel like we all develop at different ages. So I can understand why somebody's like, oh, I don't really want to explain this to my child yet. But guess what? It's going to happen whether you do it or not. Right. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't even tell you how many times I was at a friend's house or somewhere else or whatever. And I learned some stuff and, you know, and you come back and you're like, oh, okay, well, that was new life experience, you know, but I didn't, when I came home and asked about it, I shouldn't get, you know, scolded or, or what, what did you say? Or what did you see? You know what I mean? It's just, it, it's just this fear-based Everything is, you know, be afraid. It is, but it's based in some things that make no sense and are not useful for us today. Like, it seems more harmful to men that we have such particular standards for them. And it's a lot of mixed messaging for women. Like, first it was sit around and wait for a man. Don't give your goodies away until your husband comes. Wait on God if that was... (laughs) you know, where you were taught, but... But they want a lady in the streets, but a freak in the sheets. And they don't want you to be able to buy your own car and have your own house. That's ridiculous. Because (laughs) what did T.G. Jake said? Until you create a need I can pour into... I have no place place in your life. life. Okay. (laughs) If you can't find a place in my life other than to provide me with material things, sir, this is not... We got a problem. Yeah, we have a problem. Go somewhere else. A serious problem. Period. All right, y'all. This next segment is called Roses. Marlena, who do you want to give your rose to today? I want to give my rose to the white people that are trying i was in a meeting (laughs) why did you hesitate (laughs) because i was thinking because i was thinking do i want to say the ally that's trying but then i thought about like i don't know if he's an ally or not but i know that he's you know thinking about choosing their words and that Mm. i like <laughs> so um I was just in a meeting and the person just kind of I had expressed to them that I had 10 years experience in my background uh, for work and all those different things and then he kind of asked me if I was a PA which um if anybody I don't know if everyone knows what that is but that's a production assistant which there's nothing wrong with that that is definitely where I started um as do most people that get into entertainment uh business you either working on some set or, you know, whether it's, you know, behind the scenes, you usually start there. Right. And so when he said that, I think he thought that he was offending me by like, oh, yeah, you're you're a PA, right? Or he said something along those lines. I just kind of get I, I don't even know if my face gave a look. Maybe it did. It did. Your face always gives a look. Probably. And I just kind of said, oh, um, no, I mean, I'm 10 years. Nigga, like, I've been kinda, in the street for 10 years. Right. I was just kind of like, <laughs> I'm like, mm, no. Give me the benefit of the doubt here. Right. Um, now, there might be some people in this industry that still treat me <laughs> <laughs> right. as such. 
But uh, no, that's not where it's at. But anyway, I like the fact that he corrected himself right after. He kind of goes, oh, no, I, I just want you to know that's not what I meant. I meant that he like backtracked and said, you know, I was just talking to somebody about, you know, P about PAs. And, you know, I'm not really familiar with that. Uh, da, 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 da. He's just like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, of course, of course, you know, you have so much experience or whatever. He's just like backed up or whatever. And it wasn't you had this white man shook. And it wasn't in a way that felt like he was being like just saying it just to say it. He just right. really he wanted me felt to, like, right. Yeah. He really wanted me to know, like, hey, no disrespect. Right. And that I like. So shout out to the white people who are trying. Um, I don't know if it's really a giving you a rose, but you know, cause this we're, we're you know, acknowledging you. We're about to giving you acknowledgement because you know, we need more people that are able to backtrack and realize when they do say something wrong that they may potentially offended you. That would be nice. You know, yeah. not every time though, not to the point where it's like annoying and you're like, okay, dog, no, that's not what the, come on. I'm not a moron. Right. Because uh, some people talk like that where they're just like, oh, my God, no, no, no. You know, and it becomes this other thing. And then you have to, like, apologize. No, you said what you said. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's not like that. But, yeah. Shout out to them. Mm -hmm. Shout out to y'all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so talk Katrina. to your people. <laughs> That's like basically what that really is. I mean, Katrina knows. That's basically <laughs> what I'm saying without saying it, you know. Gather your people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, who are you going to give your rose to this week? Um, so I don't know. I don't know who doesn't know this, but I'm going to name. Like, I don't know if you have heard about or seen the car accident that happened on Sasson and La Brea last week. Yeah, I saw it. It was sad. And I drive down that street frequently at least yeah. every i mean when i lived in inglewood probably daily but now that i don't i would say at least a couple times a month you know right right multiple times when i go down there i get my hair done in that area like there's you know i'm always in that area i stop at that gas station uh so mm -hmm. uh yeah yeah yeah. I even get fly I buy flowers in front of that gas station too every time <laughs> if I'm running somewhere and I'm like, oh, I know there's a flower flower guy, this lady is gonna be sitting right there. Um so yeah. thank God they weren't right there. But um right. that corner, they usually are there. Really big accident. For those of y'all who are not in the Los Angeles area or South LA area, um, Slauson and La Brea, it was a wild accident. It was quick, but also really scary. Um and it caused a lot of damage and killed people and all of those things. And I want to offer flowers to everybody involved, everybody who, um, whose families might have been harmed, who were witnesses, because that shit was scary just to watch on video. I can't imagine having been there directly. Um, everyone who, who was in the cars nearby. Because that's wild. Um, I saw so many videos from other people's cars. Yeah. That was that part was scary to me because I was just like, okay, wait a minute. Shouldn't we all still be? I get it. But at the same time, like, we still got to pay attention to traffic, y'all. Like, clearly. Right. This is a mess. Right. 
It was it was a lot. And it could have been a lot worse because she flew through tons of oncoming traffic. Uh, it's amazing. It's almost amazing. And as sad as that might sound to say, it's almost amazing that it only landed where it landed. And that also that she didn't end up like hitting that gas station. That's what I thought when I first saw the flames and fire. I thought that she hit a tank or something right. and then it just blew up. And I was like, right. nah, that's how fast she was that's going. That's how fast she was going. Um, and I, I always find it to be so crazy when I hear that drivers in those situations live. Survive, yeah. Because you look at the damage and like all the stuff that happens and, and you, I'm always just fascinated by the fact mm-hmm. that like, wow, like, so everybody dies except for you. Sometimes well, I- and when you're the going the fastest, right? The, the damage is less on you, right? There's, there's less pressure on your car because you're flying. But my, I even want to give her a rose because I don't know what she was going through. There's so many stories and narratives that are coming out. It's hard to believe or hard to know what's real and what's really going on. But as a Black person, as a Black woman, as a nurse, post-COVID or in the middle of COVID, I don't know where we are with the COVID thing, but at this at this point in COVID, like, I can't even imagine what is go has been going on in this woman's life, how much trauma she's seen and how much stuff that she had going on to even think to do something like that or to not be thinking enough to do something like that or however you want to name that. Um, and I know that is an unpopular opinion for a lot of folks because people just don't have any empathy for folks. They just feel like, you know, she caused damage. But her, like, if she never went to jail, her career is still ruined. Because as a nurse, I don't know that she'll be able to continue or go back to the work that she was doing. And she worked hella hard for that. And as a person in the helping profession who can lose my license at any given day for doing something that doesn't even have to be that large, I kind of feel for her. So my rose goes out to... All of the people involved in that accident, everybody that was there to witness it um, or who witnessed it, they weren't there for that, um, to her, to the families that have lost loved ones at this point, to the people who were harmed, to the people who, you know, had to be around in that moment and you know, the police officers who had to show up, the EMT responders and like I my rose goes out to all of the people involved and all of the people around that situation because it was just a really tragic situation. And yeah, I don't that's tough. It makes me think about like how are nurses doing right now? Like, are y'all all right? <laughs> and this may not have anything to do with that, but it just makes me wonder. I mean, I doubt it. I don't think anybody's all right, really, to be honest. You're right about that. Um, definitely not in healthcare, but for sure, I just think on the grand scheme of grand scheme of things, I think everyone is struggling mentally and emotionally because Absolutely. their lives have shifted so much. And even though, like, you keep hearing these things where they say, like, "Oh, she, some man, and you know, she trying to take her own life and and all this stuff," I'm like, how do we know that? Yeah, we don't. We don't know that, you know. Um, there are so many narratives. There are, and um, and to be honest, I see people fly down that hill all the time on a Absolutely. regular basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, you know, I don't know. Obviously, I I 
honestly, I didn't even really dive too deep into it because of how close to home it was. Like, I just couldn't even really read or even go, dwell into it. Like, of course, it, it got to it got to me. Yeah, I know, think it hit um, home for a lot of us. It got. It could have been mean, any of us. Well, that that and it's also. It's just so tragic. It's just so tragic that, you know, like I even think about the, you know, supposal like boyfriend or whoever it was that, you know, it's like she was fighting, fighting with, with. Yeah. you know, I'm sure like whatever level, I don't know that man, but I'm just saying, I know whatever level of relationship that you have, even if you, you know, cheat on somebody or play, play, you know, do anything to another person. You don't expect, um, something of some of sort this of, magnitude, of this yeah. magnitude. You would never, you know, imagine that. So no. I just, I pray that everybody around in the situation just has, you know, more strength. I know they probably, I mean, honestly, they're going to probably, you know, throw the book at her. You know, that's how our justice system works. I doubt that. If it did have something to do with her mental health and different things, I don't think they're going to really play into that. Um, you know, you never know. You would, you know, you would hope, but a lot of times when people get arrested and they get, you know, whatever, they're not looking to rehabilitate you. So no, no. Um, I hope that she gets whatever help that she needs to be mm -hmm. okay because regardless of what her mental health was looking like before this, it's going to be even more trash. A wreck. A wreck. Yeah. Regardless of why she did it or what happened, a wreck. If you have any remorse in the world, any humanness in you, like you cannot wake, like open your eyes and realize that you've caused this magnitude of hurt to people and be yeah. okay. Yeah. Especially when there's kids involved and everything. It's even... It's on another level, you know, it's, it's just, yeah. it's on another, like, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. And it's sad. And, you know, rest in peace to everyone that was lost. And yeah. Praying and for I all hope everybody them. else finds peace. Yeah. Well, that was another episode of Excess Baggage. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Excess Baggage Pod. That's Excess Baggage P-O-D. And check us out on our TikTok, Excess Baggage Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and review on the podcast app and Spotify. And remember to pack light and keep it tight. Oh, show. Sure.